0: poldark fancast a podcast about poldark that don't us from being about poldark but we'll get back there i am michelle i live in
1: the states you can find me on tumblr at poldark muses and i tweet at
0: musings and my name is rita i live in england i tumblr at princess of poldark and i tweet at rita bites
1: and welcome back to another quarantine minisode We're here every week during the lockdown with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to about something we watched that week. And this week, we watched the 2008 adaptation of Sense and Sensibility, the three-part miniseries. But before we discuss what we thought, here is a quick rundown of some facts about the series in our Wikipedia corner.
0: Okay, so Sense and Sensibility is a 2008 British television drama adaptation of Jane Austen's 1811 novel Sense and Sensibility. The screenplay was written by our personal fave, Andrew Davies, who revealed that the aim of this series was to make viewers forget the seminal Ang Lee 1995 film version of Sense and Sensibility. Fail. Fail. <laughs> uh, the series was more overtly sexual than previous previous austin adaptations and davies included scenes featured featuring a seduction and a jewel that were absent from the feature film but are included in austin's book davies believed that lee's film did not quite overcome quote the problem of the guys who get the girls not seeming quite good enough, and set out to try and find a way of making them into heroes in his script. He said that Austen should have made the readers feel that Edward was more worthy of Eleanor, and explained how Marianne falls in love with Colonel Brandon, after having her heart broken by Willoughby. The writer added, More weight to the male roles so that they could be turned into stronger characters, and Davies told Hill that the team worked very hard on the men, Brandon is seen rescuing people and doing a lot of fast horse riding. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what he does. Yeah. Uh, while yeah. Edward was given a wood chopping scene where he vents uh-huh. his frustration about his engagements. Uh, <laughs> Davies also made the Dashwood sisters younger and more vulnerable than they were portrayed in Lee's film. Hattie Moran and Charity Wakefield starred as Eleanor and Marianne Dashwood two sisters who go on a voyage of burgeoning sexual and romantic discovery. Hattie Moran, who played Eleanor, stated that we were trying... Wait, I've totally lost. (laughs) We're trying to play the story as it was written in the novel. The girls are 19 and 17, so these romantic relationships are real rites of passages for them. Uh, The series was aired in three parts, From the 1st of January 2008 in the United Kingdom, I remember watching it very hungover and (laughs) attracted an average of 6 million viewers per episode. It garnered mostly positive reviews from television critics, while the cast and crew earned earned several award nominations for their work. So, how familiar are you with Sense and Sensibilities, uh, all the other adaptations, and had you seen this before?
1: Um, I had seen it before, Um, I actually own a copy of it, Um, it was one of those uh, happy discoveries one day when I was in uh, Barnes & Noble and they were having a sale and they had um, Sense and Sensibility and Persuasion, um, the ones that were done in 2008 um, in a bundle on sale. So I, like, snatched it up right away. And, uh, I didn't watch the, um, film, or the, the television show when it aired, so I was a little late to the party. And the other adaptations that I've seen are, of course, the only, um, adaptation, um, from 1995, um. And I absolutely adore that, um, and was so thrilled when um <clears throat> excuse me, God, her name just flew out of my head. Emma Thompson, yeah, oh God, Lord, help me uh I was so thrilled when she won that golden globe for best screenplay oh and her speech
0: is iconic uh, I hate
1: her speech her her speech is is absolutely um one of the finest speeches ever made at an award ceremony ever. Um, And uh, so, so anyhow, um, absolutely loved that adaptation. Uh, It's got um, the irreplaceable Alan Rickman playing um, Colonel Brandon, which was so wonderful. (laughs) Because, you know, you 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 don't David Morrissey is who plays uh, Brandon in the 2008 one. Um, you know he's good i I love him uh, he's been on uh, Doctor Who uh, a couple times and so uh, that's where I first um, experienced
0: uh, his uh, performance. I love that in every but, episode we've had of these mini-sites you have mentioned that you saw them first in Doctor Who no matter who we're talking about. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Well, it's because they've all been on it. Yep. I mean, Mark Gaddis wrote the damn thing. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyhow, um, and I thought that he did a perfectly fine Brandon, but uh, he's going up against Rickman's uh, (laughs) performance. And for me, that's just like no, 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 no. Especially when he reads that that poem after, um, yeah, you know, after um, Marianne has uh, had her heart broken and is uh, a little dazzled by Brandon, and uh, yeah, he's doing that reading with that voice.
0: Nobody can overcome Alan Rickman. I mean, not.
1: No. No. Mm -mm. No. Just just sit down. Just just sit down. Can you digitally um,
0: include him in your production? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was still alive oh, then. I wonder if they could have just like been like, nah, okay, we're going to go with like a 50-year-old Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that would have been tough. But anyway, um,
0: how about you? Okay, so as I mentioned before, I read Sense and Sensibility, obviously, when I when I was young. Um and then I watched the nineteen ninety five Emma Thompson adaptation. Again I think I borrowed it from the library back in the day. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think I had heard there's also there's like an eighties version which apparently is seven parts. Seven oh my God. hours. Seven I can't even imagine. I felt like three was long enough. <laughs> you know? Seven hours What were they thinking? Um did they do it verbatim? <laughs> I don't even thi- I don't yeah. even think that like the audiobook is 7 hours surely. I mean holy crap.
1: That's crazy. I was like going to
0: suggest maybe we should watch that but I I would rather just throw myself off at Um this.
1: no. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could have handled seven hours of Marianne. Oh
0: Dashwood. no, no! I have a strong no. Marianne Dashwood distaste. That uh, if you've been watching our stories or reading our tweets, oh, I've yeah. been making that very clear. Like even in three hours, I was like, "This is too much Marianne for me." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually uh, prefer this adaptation. Uh, Uh Uh, uh-huh for reasons that aren't really to do with the casting because i uh, agree with andrew davis that i though i think it's like a great story and the two female leads are actually fab i've always felt a bit lukewarm about the romances at the heart of this story because they're really underdeveloped tragically so in the novel um ironically the only really the only man you really get to know thoroughly is willoughby Cause he has that long ass bloody mm-hmm. speech at the end where he's like, "Oh, this happened and this happened." And I'm still like, "Fuck you, Willoughby," but uh, yeah, <laughs> the villain yeah. gets the most mm-hmm. fleshed out characterization, and I think this version of the adaptation does a really excellent job of fleshing these characters out more, and I mm-hmm. the, the romance mm-hmm. feels more earned, especially in regards to Edward and Eleanor. I think even in the movie, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's Hugh Grant and we love Hugh Grant, but you kind of still think he's a bit of a prick at the end. <laughs> I mean, he's made her cry. <laughs> she was sad for the entire movie and then he just shows up and gets her and I'm like, what have you done to earn this woman's affection? <sighs> but,
1: but, 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 but,
0: I know you feel that way, but, it's, but what what has he done? I feel like he just sort but, of like... God fluked his way into getting his um oh a living oh a living he really fluked into that yeah. and Eleanor did all of the work for him um so he just he yeah. just floats on through life getting engaged and yeah. then like he lucked out with the fact that his fiance broke off their engagement I feel like he would have like married her just because you know he doesn't want to be difficult or make a mm-hmm. scene I mean come on <laughs>
1: Well, you, you know, Dan Stevens' version of Edward Ferrars um, made poor Hattie Moran
0: cry too. I know, but Dan Stevens is so much more likable.
2: <laughs> oh, I see. And there is, um,
0: you know, that's when he is, like, chopping the wood, he does make it really clear that he really doesn't want to be engaged, which isn't really there in the older version so much. There's just some that minor things added that, that makes true. it sort of like slightly more understandable um just, I think just because it's a little bit longer, you know mini series versus film yeah,
1: yeah. uh that, i'll I'll agree with you there um but um you know i I really love Dan Stevens, <laughs> um you know obviously you know watched uh Downton Abbey like a fiend um and just adored adored him in that um brown hair or brunette or blonde
0: I kind of prefer it as it was in this where it's sort of like indiscriminate yeah. what is it maybe it's a bit of both <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the darker hair I hate the hat though that hat he wore while he was riding that horse Yeah, Ugh.
1: yeah yeah not good but uh, it did when he peeled it back oh. You know, he takes the hat off and you see that magnificent mane of hair. You're just kind of like, oh, thank you for that reveal. His eyes
0: are so much more striking in this than they are in Downton Abbey. They're like very blue. Something yeah. about the landscape really brings yeah. it out. Yeah.
1: And, you know, of course, uh, blue eyes and dark hair, that's a really striking yeah. um, striking uh, combination. So uh, anyhow, I mean, I, it, I really enjoyed this. Um, and, you know have watched it several times um i freaking when we talk about favorite characters and performances um the woman who plays jane dashwood
0: what fanny dashwood is it fanny um i thought john's wife the yeah john's wife yeah
1: john's wife yes Oh, I thought her name was her. I thought her name was Jane.
0: For I some mean, reason. I knew who you oh, meant, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you yeah. who, uh, what her name was. Oh, uh, oh yeah, she was in Vanity yes. Fair recently. Oh, very good. Oh my God, she is just foul. I love um, that performance, though. She does that. I'm ch- really uh-huh. obviously antagonistic, but <laughs> I'm just do- doing you a favour of telling you. Blink, blink,
1: blink. Ugh. Stepmother and her daughter's, you know, money is going to um, make them starve. And it's like, are you kidding me? Look at the house (laughs) that you live in wherever you're living. Um, You know, you guys have a chunk of
0: money. You're doing fine. I do find it quite funny that, like, um, when you read the novel and they're like, 500 a year isn't enough for us to live on. Even, even like... um... I can't ever remember the name of their mother. Mrs. The other Mrs. Dashwood. There's too many. Um,
2: yes. She's like,
0: 500 isn't enough. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, like, there are people who would kill for 500 pounds a year in this country. There's so exactly. many poor people. Ah. And they're like, oh, my God, we have exactly. to live in a cottage. No. I'd kill to I live know. in that cottage. It's beautiful there.
1: It's a beautiful little cottage. It really is. The The scenery, you know, wherever, you know, where they they filmed it was absolutely
0: stunning. Ridiculous. Just I can't stunning. believe that place actually exists. Like, the location is just... Honestly. How did they honestly, even build a cottage there uh, back then, though? Like, because it's, like, on these huge uh, slopes. It's the most impractical cottage, but so romantic. ah. Oh.
1: Other performances. Um, I've already mentioned David Morrissey. Um, I thought the scene of him uh, with the falcon.
0: Ridiculous. <laughs> I hate
1: it. <laughs> oh my god, I hated it. I oh. just hated it. It was just like. It was so euphemistic and so.
0: Oh, there's also this disgusting moment where, like, they refer to. <laughs> Uh, Colonel Brandon breaking a horse in and, like, Marianne is the wild horse and Colonel Brandon is, like... Yeah. It's just, like, really disgusting. I'm like, no, I can't can't approve this. (laughs) Oh.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. Well, um, you know, let's talk about uh, Sir John Middleton, uh, who is played by Mark Williams. Um, I loved his performance as... um, Middleton um you know in comparison to the the performance um from 1995 um just because he's such an awkward
0: I love him <laughs> he's just
1: awkward um and um you know I thought he did a really good job of being that slightly uh
0: yeah. inappropriate and then, Dude. like, his completely yeah. silent wife is just like the best contrast.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I love when Austin does that with like couples that you're just like, how the fuck did this happen? I mean, <laughs> it's it. <laughs> That also happened with, uh, yeah. what is it, Mrs. Palmer and Mr. Palmer when they come in and he's just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. silent and taciturn and reading yes. a newspaper and she's like yes. gushing over them. It's hilarious.
1: And then, you know, as he's leaving, it's, it's like, you know, that kind of wall is crooked or whatever it was. It's like, really?
0: That's Dude. from the book, though. That's like the only thing he says when he first meets them is everybody leaves and he so just goes. hilarious. Go, mm. I guarantee hilarious. someone has said that to Jane Austen and she's been like, I'm going to write that down.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's going to go into the book. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um yeah and i've i've never read the uh book i know surprisingly awful i have listened to the audiobook
0: who's reading it so i I know there's one with uh rosamund pike as well where she's reading it that um, audible keeps suggesting i download and i'm like maybe
1: yeah um i'm listening to the uh, Pride and Prejudice that Rosamund Pike does uh, right now. So she does like good.
0: amazing voices. Oh, so I didn't so know she was capable good. of that. Like she does. Oh, I know, incredible. right? Um,
1: uh, let me see. I'm looking it up in Audible right now. And no, this is not. Um, it's oh, it's narrated by Juliet Stevenson.
0: Oh, is that Karen Knightley's mum and Bend It Like Beckham? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: and bend it yeah. like back in the Where yeah. she, she
0: get your lesbian yeah. toes That's out her. of my shoes <laughs> i love her
1: oh my god that was so funny um but yes so she does the reading and she does she's a amazing
0: beautiful job. yeah she does a beautiful um, job yeah who else is i really love um this version of uh, mrs jennings as well um whoever the actress is she's like really warm but also slightly inappropriate which i love that kind of um that's that moment where <laughs> where marianne is having one of her crying fits and uh mrs jennings is like watching her like oh, okay <laughs> this dramatic teenager is wailing <laughs>
1: oh yeah that was great um, let me see. Who else did I really like? Um, well, I thought John, or, uh, Mark Gaddis John Dashwood. Um, he did a great job. You were, it was very easy to see that he was completely...
0: He's just thick, thought, isn't
1: he? Um, yeah, he was completely impotent around his wife. He was like... Okay, whatever I really
0: want. loved the way they styled his wife's hair With the weird little curls It's got the, it's yes, the braid and the then the little, like little curls I was okay. like oh my god that looks like a headache waiting to happen <laughs> It's so tight around her head No wonder she's such I a know. miserable cow Think of how, like, how, how much pain she's in all the time This strange, strange woman <laughs>
1: Exactly um, I know that they did the same, uh, they did a similar, um, hairstyle on, uh, Fanny Dashwood from the 95, uh, production and, um, the actress who plays Fanny, um, is one of my, uh, Harriet Walter, um, is one of my very favorite actors. Uh,
0: we need to talk about Willoughby. Willoughby. I prefer the Dominic Cooper version I'm sorry my voice is going what's happening (coughs) Uh, Dominic Cooper in general just looks incredibly Regency he just has that he has that Regency Mm -hmm. haircut and the moment he starts quoting Byron you're just like oh this is a Regency fuckboy (laughs) everything about like the way he looks and the way he talks and the way he dresses and just Oh, everything about him mm-hmm. is just perfectly disgusting and I really really yeah, did not enjoy, enjoy looking yeah. at him I was just like get this man away from her
1: no I, I'm totally with you I thought that that uh, nothing against Greg Weiss who did uh, the very handsome
0: man but no Willoughby,
1: but yeah but uh, Dominic Cooper knocked it out of the park um, you know and especially um, you know uh, if you hear noises in the background, that's my
0: cat. Cat's having a breakdown. Who is being <laughs> a little
1: freaking pill right now um, because he is not the center of my attention at the moment. So he's knocking shit off of the desks. So anyway, um, but uh, yeah, uh, Dominic Cooper was so good, and uh, I loved the scene where. You know, he finally comes to explain. Yeah. Um, what all happened? He did that really great, and it was like he's telling this story, and you're still
2: loathing him. <laughs> um, i was
0: just like, wind and, it up, mate. Yeah, there's you know, no excuse.
1: You just, you just, yeah, it's like, it's like, dude, if, you, you are, you are standing on very, very slippery sand right now and um there's nothing that you can say that will um make anybody feel a scintilla of sorrow for uh, you i think uh after what you it does you've done. help
0: sort of clarify his like victim complex that he's just like oh, well, you see, oh, yes. well, I was disinherited, so I had to marry someone else. It's like, okay, great. W- at mm-hmm. what point did you have to sleep with a 15-year-old girl? Because that's disgusting. There's no excuse. He's like, yes. oh, well, she didn't write yes. to me straight away. Oh, shut up. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I, I hate Willoughby. Yeah. I think Willoughby is, yeah. like, yeah. sort of the worst villain of all of Austin. Austin. yes.
1: I would agree. People would shit agree. on
0: Wickham, but um, you know
1: Well and you know, it's also um attempted elopement and versus impregnation
0: in in That's true, but then what about Linda? What is that? Lydia? Lydia is what I meant. Lydia. He wasn't planning on marrying yes. her and he definitely had sex with her. Oh, absolutely. How old was Lydia? Is Lydia old? I mean, why are all these people having sex with minors as well? Stop it. Stop it. They're not of age.
2: Yeah.
0: And depressingly, when you think about it, the girl he impregnated is only two years older than Margaret Dashwood, who is literally just a child in this. Running around. She's really cute. Uh Um, Really really scary to think that she is now old enough to be dating that guy from Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, that makes me feel really old. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Doesn't that make you feel old? I feel ancient Yeah. How dare people grow up? Oh, God, she's beautiful. I know, even as a child, I was like, this is unfair.
1: Holy crap. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, but anyhow, um... Any other favorite
0: performances? I really loved um, the older Miss Steele, not Lucy. I can't remember what her name is. Um, oh, the <gasps> her <laughs> older sister with the West County <laughs> accent and all her talk of bows. Yes, and oh, when she blurts they, out the secret they, and she's like, I know. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yes, it's just so I, funny.
2: I
1: adore her. I adore her so much. She is just delightful. Um, and <clears throat> I thought the. The actress who played Lucy Steele uh, did a great job yeah. of that—that that sneaky conniving,
0: but innocent. So, like, um, yeah. Last week we talked about um, Carrie Mulligan. Okay, you know how the Carrie. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? Uh, the Carrie Mulligan character is conniving, yeah. and in a way that is really quite obvious yes this one is a little bit more subtle in the oh so subtle subtle but you know what you know when you're a woman you can pick up on these things these oh yeah
1: oh yeah um the, the radar the radar is up and it's like oh this is not a good one
0: that one line where she's like uh to what's her face to marianne she's like oh you must be used to men not keeping their engagements. And I was like, mm. oh, snap, that was subtle but me. Subtle and me. Yeah, I almost was res- just awful. I almost respect Lucy for m- managing to maintain such a facade of niceness when she is such a conniving bitch. <laughs> oh,
1: so, so it's her two-facedness that you're like,
0: well, it's impressive, and you know, given the fact that she is a penniless woman, it's uh, impressive that she clawed her way to yes, had uh, two thousand a year or something. I don't even know. Um, I and don't know. Her ability to just go from brother to brother is also quite impressive. That's a quiet display yeah. of heartlessness. You
1: know, about that,
0: um, Grace,
1: can you explain to me why? um mrs ferrers she gets furious with edward for being in secretly engaged to lucy and strips him of everything
0: oh okay this is something that makes more sense in the book
1: (laughs) yeah but then lucy winds up marrying robert who now has everything
0: okay so for years help help (laughs) a sister out for years uh she has been like whining at edward her older son to like make something of himself and to Mm
2: -hmm. become
0: um more a figure of respect in society but edward Mm -hmm. is shy and if you ask me a little bit lazy because he's just uh, just completely directionless and he doesn't have any ambition for himself and in robert Mm -hmm. she's he's much more charming and Mm -hmm. socially Um, engaging. So he's Mm -hmm. her favourite son. Robert is her favourite son anyway. So when Edward displeases her she will use any excuse really if you ask me to favour. Can Mm -hmm. you hear that there's somebody just turned on their (laughs) loan. Fuck you neighbours. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, So she'll use any excuse to disinherit Edward and then when Mm -hmm. her younger son suddenly does the thing that she hates she's much more able to forgive him she has this a couple of weeks where she's furious at Robert but then he comes back and he's charming and he's like Mm. uh, I don't know it's just like it's more of a character thing like if you have a favorite and they're much more like similar to you in personality Mm -hmm. you're gonna be able to forgive them for something with Edward he was just always kind of a character to, to her so she was like oh uh-huh. i can't forgive him i think in the end she does um reconcile with edward and she acknowledges him again but he never gets his uh, inheritance back uh
2: uh-huh. uh
1: uh-huh. um so thank you for that because that was that's really helpful it, it was something that always uh, perplexed me that <laughs> it was like okay so lucy Wasn't good enough for Edward, but it's all cool with Robert.
0: It's just a case of um, playing favourites, I think. And there's a lot of plot holes in this story um, that I don't think the movie, or really even this series, adequately grapples with. One of them being, why does Marianne love Colonel Brandon? (laughs) Um... Uh it's really such an afterthought in the novel and yeah there are moments where she sees like oh he likes reading and music too um but the love when she says she loves colonel brandon at the end of this series i'm like Uh why (laughs) Uh Uh i mean it's nice that you do and i'm rooting for it because i quite like him but why it's never really like the dots never really joined for me very much um, especially because he's so different to Willoughby so different I hate Willoughby so much but then I also hate Mary Ann so that's uh... <laughs> you guys if you oh. if you like Mary Ann reading the book will put you right off her
1: oh Jesus no thank you um,
0: so let's compare the Mary Ann's oh um I find Kate Winslet more annoying. <laughs> oh, God, yes. So much more, like, intensely emotional in a way that makes me want to smack her. Um, <laughs> I get it. It's Kate Winslet. She's an Oscar-winning actress. But is she more likable? Mm-hmm. I do not think so. What do you think?
1: Um, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, You know, when I think about the, the 95 version and... The scene where uh, Eleanor finally admits to uh, Marianne that she has been, um, exp- you know, she has been crushed um, by what all has occurred between her and Edward, um, and the engagement and the whole nine thing, uh, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, when um, Kate Winslet, I can't remember the line. Specifically, but there's a moment where Eleanor just like violently pulls away from her.
0: <laughs> um, oh yeah! It, oh, because she calls her heartless. Like, oh, oh your yes. feelings mustn't have been that engaged or something. It's like, ah, you did not yeah. get it. Hmm.
1: Yes. Um. You know that scene is one of my favorites. Um. From the '95 series. Um. Just because you know you've seen Eleanor. Um, acting, you know, with, um, you know, acting as she should, um, in the, the situation. And you finally see this, this explosion of emotion. Um, not that that's something that we've wanted or needed to see from her because we know that she is devastated by what has happened. Um, by the Lucy Steele and the, the engagement. Yeah. Um, But the, I thought that the performance was just fantastic. Um, In the 2008 version, it was fine. It was
0: fine. I think this version of the story is just way less emotional for me as well. Like, as much as I prefer mm. it, it's not as intense as the movie. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. can be a benefit because Marianne is bloody annoying. Um, but <laughs> sometimes it's like when this is, uh, there was, I think there was a bit of a lull at the beginning of episode two um, where I was just a bit like, Bleh. And then um, it sort of picks up um by the end and you're like watching Marianne scream at Willoughby <laughs> and you're like mm-hmm. and you're like, finally it's starting mm-hmm. again. Um because I think just like having that much time means there can be a, a few pacing issues in terms of, of getting yeah. to the heightened emotions to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so what were your favourite yeah, moments? Okay.
1: Um I loved the moments when um Edward first um comes to visit she's um, beating
0: the beating the
1: carpet when she's beating the carpet oh my god I love that I just love that <laughs> um but you know the the entire you know the what happens during that entire visit um between uh, Edward and Eleanor. And how that uh, it, that relationship
0: is just blossoming. I, I think um, this Eleanor and Edward have a lot more chemistry than the movie version. And that you can actually yes, see yes, them being in a couple. Like it's not a theoretical thing. They get on really well and they have like banter. Yeah. They,
1: yeah. They've got common interests. Um, you know. Uh, you know. His treatment of. Uh, margaret yeah. um you know is another thing that endears him to eleanor um you know it's it it was wonderful, it was wonderful um, <laughs> um I will say that I prefer how the uh engagement the secret engagement is revealed in <laughs> the 1995 version of sense and sensibility with the handkerchiefs um uh as opposed to that absurd ring
0: um that The ring is, is from the book the ring is his, the
1: book. Oh my god it is the most absurd looking ring i've well,
2: ever seen Well i think
0: seen. um it's supposed to be in reference to you know Willoughby gets a lock of um Marianne's hair, and mm-hmm. then you see later that, oh, what <laughs> Edward has a lock of Lucy's hair, and it's like, oh, these were both like young, stupid crushes and not actually dusty. It's just like a gesture of complete, fleeting nothingness. It's just hair. And it's also really mm-hmm. disgusting to think about somebody having a ring of somebody else's hair. You know, it reminds me yeah. a bit of uh, Angelina Jolie carrying a vial of. Billy Bob Thornton's blood. It's like, why? Why are you doing this? Yes.
1: Um. <laughs> oh gosh. But uh, uh, some of my other favorite performances, um, I loved uh, Willoughby's rescue of of Marianne. As much as I detest both of the characters, um, I thought that they did a really Really good job of the precariousness of the the whole
0: thing. It was, it, the performance was great. The it looked like she fell into the water for a moment. The first time we <laughs> saw it, I was like, oh fuck, what? She's <laughs> falling off a cliff? She just not <laughs> supposed to fall, like twist her ankle on a hill. <laughs> but it's perfectly Marianne um, and its complete dramatic mm-hmm. nature. Oh. Yes. Yes. How about you? When there's like a twenty second pause after Eleanor uh, learns of Lucy's engagement to Edward, where she's just like wide eyes and open mouth, she's like really awkward, <laughs> pause. Yes. it's really funny. Um, there's loads of moments where yes, th- this is like really quite hilarious in a way that I don't think the 1995 version is, and I like a little bit of humour injected mm-hmm. into my period dramas. Yes. yes, uh, same. And I really like seeing the jewel. Lord yeah. knows I'm sick of jewel thanks. jewels thanks to Poldark. God. Um, but mm-hmm. this is something that's mentioned in the book, and it's actually exciting to throw in some action into this story. Uh, and it suddenly started episode yeah. three with a bag. You're like, oh, fuck, what's this? Why are they dueling? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's adequately mm-hmm. explained that he's dueling over his ward's lost honor, but. You know,
1: no. <sighs> no. Lost honor. Anyway. No. I mean, it 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 almost feels like he's dueling over um, the Marianne thing, uh, the slight that has yeah, happened with ridiculous. Marianne.
0: Yeah, uh, because technically, no slight happened. They both sort of played it. No, like they they like could have played it off well in public. Like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding, and he's saying, "Forgive me, madam. He's very polite to her in public. I don't know. But that scene in, mm-hmm. in general is uh, oh, quite yeah. good. Uh, and also, every time Marion cried hysterically, I like laughed because it was so funny. And then when she's like, Eleanor, you have no idea of what I suffer. And Eleanor just like sort of almost does a a gym look to camera from the office where she sort of raises her eyebrow and she's like, yeah. don't I? <laughs> don't I have the exact same situation? Oh, uh, and then when Edward walks in and he... Uh, Eleanor and Lucy are in the same room, and Eleanor is like, "Dude, dude, be chill. Your girlfriend's here. Your girlfriend is here. Don't, don't continue." Yes.
1: <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't,
0: don't Shh. stop like Look, <laughs> Lucy's in
1: this room. Lucy. Lucy, Lucy Lei is in the ray
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think like that's one of the like the complete awkwardness of this love triangle, is. Like, you definitely get the sense in this version that these are kids that do not know what they are doing with their emotions and their feelings, (laughs) and they're handling everything very, very badly, (laughs) apart from Eleanor, who is, like, Mm -hmm. just trying to get through the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I think uh, the proposal as well, where um, he's like, will you marry me, and she's not even facing Mm -hmm. him, is... um, you know how I complained about that happening yes. all the time when we watched the 70s version of Pollock. You know when people would talk to people's mm-hmm. backs, but this felt like a realistic version of that yes. wish. This it was. This really worked. You're like, this really I don't worked. know that I could handle seeing her face at that moment because it's so, it's too much, and it's, mm-hmm. I, I think watching her like weep uncontrollably would have been. <laughs> a real downer mm-hmm. on what is supposed to be a happy ending because <laughs> you're like supposed to be ringing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Yes.
1: Oh God. Um, let's see. Uh, anything that you didn't like? Uh,
0: why don't you start with that? I feel like.
1: Well, I already, I already threw in the whole ring situation, which was just, ugh, it was an, u- it was ugly as sin. I think that's the reason why I I object to it so much. It was it was just.
0: I mean, it's ugly. gross. It's gross, <laughs> but I'm sort of used to the whole weird Regency tokens. Oh my god! Um, I was reading about some of um, Byron's love affairs, and he used to get his conquests to like trim off a bit of their pubic hair and send. It oh, something. dude. So. Yeah. Sometimes they even had a little bit of blood attached because they nipped it too close to the skin. It's just disgusting. <laughs> oh God!
1: Yep. Okay, that's revolting. Doesn't that just
0: put it in perspective for you here? <laughs> thank you, thank you for that.
2: Oh
1: my God, that's gross.
2: Uh,
0: um, I already, already said that episode two started a bit. I think, I think it was like forty minutes of watching Marianne and Willoughby, like swoon at each other, and it was just like, oh yeah. Yeah, Ugh. you know one thing I don't like, and that's something that they stole from the Ang Lee version. Um, is having Colonel Brandon riding out to find Marianne because it's like she's gone for her walk and she's in the rain, and oh no, Colonel Brandon mm-hmm. has to save her. Uh, well, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does, because all he does is like ride around on horseback and save people. Mhm. I think. Yeah. Um, that the reason Austin doesn't have him do this. Um, it. I think it. Because it sort of... How is she found? She just walks home. And she's like... Oh! oh. She goes for a walk, gets caught in the rain because she's daydreaming, goes home. She feels a little bit sick, but nobody thinks she's that ill at first. She's like, oh, but it's just a small cold, it'll be fine. And then the next day she has a fever. Um, right. Her and Colonel Brandon aren't really that close to that point, but he still goes mm-hmm. out and... Um, rides out to get her mother and brings her back to her just in case something Mm -hmm. worse happens um yes and I always prefer that version of the events because I think you're supposed to draw a contrast between Willoughby's like dramatic romantic rescue of her on the like he sweeps her up in her arms and saves her um Mm -hmm. and Colonel Brandon does something that's a lot more actually considerate uh -hmm. and respectful and with mm-hmm. good propriety, and they're supposed to be in complete contrast with each other. When you have them basically yeah. doing the same thing, it's like, mm-hmm. it makes them less it makes... distinct characters.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and it makes it, it makes it kind of feel like, oh, Marianne falls in love with people who rescue her. You know, that's, that's her thing. It's like,
0: oh... Rescue me and I'm yours. And then also like why is she always getting going out in the rain, bitch? Learn your lesson.
1: <laughs> because she's dramatic.
0: She's dramatic. Oh Marianne. She's dramatic. Oh. I would love to see like a follow up version where Marianne hits thirty-five and somebody asks her, So do you think we're all old and decrepit? And she's like
1: <laughs>
0: She's like okay. Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> I, I I I I gotta give it to you. I'm not old.
0: <laughs> I hate her sometimes. Yeah, it's like, no yeah, yeah, it's like he's only
1: five years older than me. Your mom. Hello.
0: But she also says like twenty, a twenty-seven-year-old woman can never expect to be the recipient of love. I'm like, what, bitch? <laughs> Plenty of people love me. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: gosh um well what would you give this adaptation um on a scale of one to ten?
0: Uh, seven. um because while i really do like it i don't think sense and sensibility is w- one of my favorite novels <laughs> to adapt i think that it's mm-hmm. just like uh, the romances are a bit Luckluster, and I you know how I love a good romance and oh a yeah. good laugh, and it doesn't really yeah. provide it for me, um having said that, it's still mid tier on my austin list uh mm. it's not as bad as some of the other ones. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> um,
1: I think I would probably give it a seven as well, um you know, when we think about when we think about all of the um, adaptations that we've seen of Austin. Um, you know, and I think what we should do when we wrap up this, um, Austin, uh, fest that we're having, uh, is we should, we should compare them um, all together. So from Sanditon all the way through to Ma- uh, Mansfield Park and, uh, figure out which one we like, what order we like. Do you
0: think we should watch Lady Susan as well? we and Lady Susan. Lady Susan? I think they made an wait, I'm going to Google if there's a Lady Susan adaptation. In 2016, it was retitled Love and Friendship. So it's
1: Love and Friendship is the one that we we're going to watch? Okay.
0: I just felt like while we were talking about m- compiling everything, we have to include all of the Novels that she wrote.
1: Yes. Oh, did you know that there is a Mansfield Park with... Um, is it Johnny Miller? Johnny
0: Lee Miller. That's the one we're watching next. Yeah. I've never seen it. No, it isn't. Oh, it is. Okay. Because I was like, I don't want to watch the Billy Piper version again. It was bad enough the first time. No offense at Billy Piper. Well, I'll, I'll watch it for Johnny exactly. Lee Miller. And uh, apparently, apparently he him. was in... <laughs> He Was in an earlier version of it as well, where mm-hmm. he played one of a kid or something, and then in 1999 mm-hmm. he starred in that. And then mm-hmm. 10 years later, he was in the adaptation of Emma. So I'm, I'm waiting for him to like play Mr. Bennett next or something in the next adaptation.
1: <laughs> well. That's all from us this week uh, for our mini sewed. We'll be back next week where we will continue our Austin season with Mansfield Park, uh, the 99 version um, that has Francis O'Connor and not Billy Piper. Um, So uh, if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that or just want to chat, please get in contact with us. Uh, You can message us on our blog, you can email us at poldarkfancast@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or you can find us on your social medias at poldarkfancast. And as ever, please do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple podcasts or wherever you uh, happen to grab this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe, uh, stay at home, wear your masks, people. It's a mask. It's not something that is emasculating. Honestly.
0: If I have to wear a bra, you have to wear them all.
1: Seriously. Seriously. So wear, wear your masks and we will see you next week.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.